Welcome to Libra Tales. I am your host, Asia. This is season three, episode three. So let's get started. So today is almost the end of May. I'm sorry, sincerely, (laughs) for my pause in my episodes here. I had said initially in the beginning of 2021 that I was going to do at least one episode a month. Got a little lazy and uh yeah haven't had anything posted since march my bed okay but so during my little hiatus brief hiatus here um experienced some things like february had a fall well that was my second fall because i actually fell in december also but i believe the fall in february led to my additional knee condition that I have been diagnosed with. So, you know, a lot of you know that I already have arthritis in my knees in particular. I have arthritis somewhere else too, but my hands and stuff, but my knees are the worst. And so the fall in February, I was in a whole splint like from my ankle all the way up to my thigh. I had to go to the emergency room. All of that stuff. Me and Ice have never gotten along. Um, I think I had my very first experience with black ice when I was like 15 or so. Maybe a little bit younger. Um, yeah. And since then, Ice and Asia don't mix. So, you know, I hurt my knee. And I've been having like pain on top of pain on top of pain. You know, I've already had knee pain. I was already prescribed a disability placard to hang in my car because of my arthritis. You know, it's starting to be really bad. And the fall did not help. So I was talking to my doctor, who I really appreciate my doctor that I have who's in sports medicine. Because you get a lot of doctors that don't really care you know their 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 bedside manner is terrible you know you can barely get a word in edgewise because uh, they're rushing to get in and out of the appointment but my doctors my two my primary care as well as my sports medicine doctors with university hospitals here in cleveland love them um however I had an MRI, finally. We've been going back and forth about, you know, let's try this. Let's do this. I've even had injections, which were awful. Did not work this time. Um, And the pain, I knew, felt different than my regular daily achy, stiffy, you know, weird-feeling joints. Um, So, I kept, you know, going. We kept going back and forth, you know, having these appointments, talking and going over my history. You know, I've had multiple x-rays but x-ray is not going to show you deeper into your body x-ray just really is concentrated on the the bone or the you know the joint itself it's not really going deep into the tissue and the tendons and the nerves and all of that so finally was able to have an mri and that mri shows that i have a torn meniscus wonderful Um, so wasn't sure whether he felt that, um, it would probably be corrected 
with surgery. However, he's sports medicine. He doesn't do surgical procedures. So he did refer me to an orthopedic surgeon. So, you know, I do have a background in healthcare, okay? Um, so, you know, and also, which they tell us not to do, us being patients, you know, stay off of Google, you know, that type of stuff. But, you know, I do, he told me exactly where the tear was, the type of tear that I have as far as the meniscus is concerned. Of course, it's with my bad, what I consider my bad knee, which is my left one. I've always had problems with my left one. I had already been having you know, issues with walking and stability. So he has now given me a knee brace that is really specific to my type of not only arthritis, but now my wonderful knee injury on top of that. So I have oh, a nice little brace now. I got fitted for that. It's a custom brace and everything. Yay. Um, so went to see the specialist. My only concern is that his bedside manner left much to be desired because he, I mean, you know, he, he pulled up my MRI picture. So I was able to see, you know, that so did my, or so did my sports medicine doctor. Let's not, don't get me wrong. Cause he's great. He shows me everything. He tells me what it is, how it looked, what it used to look like, what it looks like now, all of that good stuff. He's really thorough. This guy, I mean, you know, he was quick. I mean, real quick to the point where I don't think I was even, I think the wait to go back to the room was longer than the actual appointment itself. Okay. So we get in there. Of course, everyone wants to, um, you know, I think you should go over your patient's history a little more. If it's a new, I'm a new patient. I'm considered a new patient because I've never seen this man before. I got referred by the doctor, you know. I think you should go over your patient history. I don't care what my chart says to you because I don't even think he reviewed my chart before he came in the room because he didn't have a laptop the first with him, not even um, an iPad and nothing. Um, the medical assistant, she was really nice. Um, she pulled up, you know, my medical record and was on the computer. But when he first came in, like he just glanced at the MRI. I don't know, maybe he did something in his office, but I need to see you're looking at something like a laptop, an iPad, a piece of paper, even like they had me fill out paperwork because I was a new patient, but he didn't even take the papers from me. So what was the point in me even filling these forms out when you, I'm just in here holding them and you coming in and you're talking even faster than I am recording this podcast. Like that to me shows that you really have little interest, little to no interest in me as a patient because you're so quick and wanting to, you know, hurry up and da 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 like, no, you need to sit down. We need to talk about this. Like, what's going on? Yeah, it may even show that I used to work for this, you know, for this entity. However, I'm a patient now. And even if I was still currently employed with this entity, I'm a patient first. No matter what my role is as a caregiver, um, whatever you want to put it as, I'm a patient. So you need to sit down, be still, hear me out, and then talk to me. Not just talk to me and then... Why you asking me questions? You talking over me. Like, I'm not, I don't do that. That's not effective communication. And that's unprofessional to me, in my opinion. Okay. Um, which is what this podcast is based off. My life experiences, my opinion. Um, so it was really quick. So basically, he's saying that the type of osteoarthritis that I have and the progression that it has taken, number one, has tore up my knee even more than it was a couple years ago. Um, which my 
sports medicine doctor also explained to me. I have degenerative osteoarthritis, which means it's going to tear up my knee faster than a regular onset of arthritis would. You know, usually it's a gradual decrease. Well, mine is a little expedited, which sucks, especially by the fact that I'm 42 and I need my knees. You know, you need your knees for everything. Bending, um, walking, going up and down the stairs. You really don't know how much you use a particular area of your body until that area of your body is injured or, you know, wounded, so to speak. Like, I can't, I've been going up and down the stairs, like an, sorry to say, an elderly person, one step at a time. Like how babies first learn how to go up the stairs, you know, they go one step at a time. That's what I've been doing that for like three years going up and down. I can't go up and down the steps. I have to go down the steps one step at a time. I go up the steps one step at a time. Um, walking, I can't do my normal walking like I used to. Like I used to love going for, like the weather is beautiful now. I would, you know, go and walk around a block or, you know, whatever. And I can't really do that anymore. Like even going to the mailbox here where I live, which is a little, it's a little walk. But it's like, I can't, I can't even make that far because my knee hurts so bad. So, you know, I need you to explain to me, Mr. Specialist, orthopedic surgeon, all about the the, the tear that I have. It it wasn't even a conversation, really. It was just like, I got my diagnosis. I was here for um, review of my MRI result. And then it was just like, well, okay, your knee's jacked up. And due to how bad your knee is already... If I was to go in and do some type of repair, it would make your knee worse. Like, what type of shit is that? Okay, so then the only other option, since I'm not a surgical candidate, um, then it is, you know, a possible knee replacement. But everybody wants to look at the fact that, oh, you're so quote unquote young, you know, you're only 42. Okay, I'm 42, but I was also told that I got like 87 year old knees at 42 so why am i not a candidate for knee replacement surgery because they figure oh you're so young and that if he was to repair my knee now then i would probably have to come back in like 10 years to have the repair repaired um okay but shouldn't i even be given the option to say yes or no seeing as though i'm the one that's living with this pain and I'm the one living with these knees? No, clearly not because it's not an option either because of the fact that I'm so young. Okay, well, guess what? This young person is in pain and is tired of these knees hurting like this and then you got this injury on top of the already hurting knees. Like, there's no option in between. Okay, so then, yeah, there's an option is to do, you know, knee injections. Okay, no. I've had knee injections twice. The first one was with a previous uh, medical entity and another doctor that I had. He was awesome, too, um, with Cleveland Clinic. And he was great. That actually worked until I fell. Yeah, girl, children, I fall all the time, okay? Until I fell, did me a wonderful James Brown split, um... And then after that, it was just like, whatever the injection did, it it didn't matter anymore because I was back to pain. But that was a while ago. 
so then fast forward to March, ouch, of this year, excuse me, my knee hurt. Um, the March of this year, I went to see my doctor. This is before we found out about the MRI, you know, got the MRI done, trying to get some type of relief because I've been on ibuprofen for a very long time. I mean, sure it works, but it's not working as well as it used to. So now I kind of have to like add in another pain relief in between the time where I could take the ibuprofen. It's a mess. And I don't want to keep relying on these medicines because everything has a side effect. Ibuprofen, for one, will tear up your stomach after an extended amount of time. Then you maybe throw in some Tylenol to balance the pain in between the times I can take the ibuprofen. Well, look, guess what? Tylenol will tear up your liver. So, okay. So then I'm going to have, what, knee problems on top of the other problems that I have? On top of possible stomach problems later, on top of possible liver function, you know, issues. And then don't forget, everything still got to process through the kidneys. And, you know, I don't have time for all that. I just, <laughs> I don't. So I don't want to be dependent on that either. So he mentions the knee injections, in which I'm not a fan of those because the last one that I had did not work. It was very painful even trying to have it administered. On top of the fact, once they got it in the right place, it felt like I had gravel in my knees when I was walking. And the pain was not alleviated in any way, shape, or form. Nah, I don't really want to do that. So then he tells me, okay, well, there are different, you know, knee injections that we can try. There are some that's like a jelly type of a bag. Uh-uh. No. I'm really not interested. So basically, you're telling me there's nothing that I can do other than just deal with it. So then he's like, well, you can also, you know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, the fact that I'm a fluffy girl. Well, I've been fluffy majority of my adult life. So from like 25 on up, I've been a fluffy girl. Okay. My knee problems didn't start until after this last wonderful child of mine seven years ago. So, I mean, and I was a lower weight with her but okay so fine so i asked him okay so i know where my you know we go we talk about where my bmi is ain't none of y'all business sorry i'm not letting you into that part of my life but so i said okay so then can you give me like an estimate of where my bmi should be in order for me to feel some type of relief in my knees so i that way i know like how far or how much weight I should focus on trying to lose. He says to me, with a straight ass face, mind you, or as straight as you can be, you know, he behind the mask, but not in a nasty way. But then he says, you know, I don't really know the answer to that. There really hasn't been a lot of research um, concerning that question. Okay, listen, <laughs> at this point, now I'm just irritated because I wasted my gas coming here. I keep hearing the same things over and over again. Oh, we know you're in so much pain. Oh, but you need to lose weight. Oh, we need to lose weight. Wait, 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 wait. But so you as a specialist, you know, went to school longer than other doctors. You are considered someone that my doctor felt should be recommended. And... You're a surgeon. Okay. So I feel that you should know the answer to my question. 
at least tell me maybe 50 pounds. You can even say maybe, you know, in general terms. You know, you don't have to say, well, for you specifically, but you can give me a a, a, a general idea, a rough estimate. They, even when you go get your car repaired, they give you a rough estimate of how much it's going to cost to replace or fix the problem that you pulled your car into the shop to do. I don't understand how you can't tell me anything. He didn't even tell me 10 pounds. He didn't tell me 20 pounds. He didn't even go extreme and say, girl, you need to get bariatric surgery and lose at least 150 pounds, and then you'll feel better. He said, I don't know, because there has not been any research done on this. What type of question do you call yourself answering? Because you didn't answer anything that I asked you. You rushed through the visit. You manipulated my leg so much, but you're going to tell me that, um, yeah, basically, knee injections and lose weight. So that's not repairing the tear. <laughs> Other than, oh, and oh, and to continue wearing your knee braces. Well, you didn't even prescribe these braces to me. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't understand <laughs> these specialists. You get, go to school and you make all this money yearly and you telling people, oh yeah, wear your knee brace and do some weight. Okay. So yeah i'm not recommending anybody go see this particular surgeon here and i hope if anybody has to that i know please let me know the name of who you got referred to and i'm gonna tell you don't go not to him you know he was nice on the eyes but no i can't his bedside manner was whack and he can't even answer my simple question so that's what i've been dealing with since my last casting a couple months ago knee injuries and foolishness i think that's part of my life though foolishness on top of various falls people coming in and out my life you know stuff like that just it's just me It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a full year for me if it wasn't foolishness injuries or craziness popping off in my life like i stay to myself <laughs> but it's just foolishness just creeps into my little bubble as I call my world. It's just crazy. Um, some other things that I have been in the midst of, you know, knowing or talking about. Um, relationships, as always, is a constant, constant source of topic choice for me. Um, as we all know, single, continue to be single. I think overall I'm going to be single probably for the duration of whatever time I have left here on our lovely, lovely planet. Uh, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Like at first I was just like, oh my God. But now it's just like, you know what? I'm embracing my singleness, honey. And whatever happens later on down the line, I'll worry about that when I come to that bridge. But for right now, I'm cool. And, you know, for those that have been here from the beginning or know me personally in the real world here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, you know, I've been married, been divorced. I've been in relationships. Um, and looking back, there's things that I tolerated that knowing now in my current situation in life, I definitely ain't going for the foolishness anymore. Um, and I'm saying all of that to say when you're in a relationship, I feel like I can talk about married people because I've been there. I've been married. Okay. 
and have, like I said, been divorced too, because I'm not, there's certain things that I won't tolerate. There's certain things that I will kind of like let you slide on a little bit. But then once you start like ice skating across a lot of stuff, nah. And one thing I'm not going to compromise ever in life is my happiness at all. Um, I'm not going to stay in relationships where there's constant bickering, fighting, arguing, unresolved issues that keep coming up in situations and conversations where, you know, they really don't even need to be due to the fact that they're unresolved. Um, I'm not staying in a situation just because I have children with somebody that to me is toxic behavior. Um, because having to, in my opinion, that's what we here to talk about my opinion, in my opinion, staying with someone just because we have children is only showing your children what type of behavior, even though it's abnormal behavior is normal. For instance, your children see you. And everything that you do, whether they are an infant or they are grown, your children see everything that you do and they hear everything that you say and they will start to look at you differently sometimes. And some children just begin to mimic the behavior that is learned and that is taught to them by you. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in a physical abusive physics excuse me physically abusive relationship which i have experienced myself i'm not gonna call myself a victim of it because no i consider myself a survivor of it okay because i eventually came to the realization that this shit ain't ain't shit ain't cute i was not raised to be in a situation like this and i'm not staying in a situation like this. So if your children see mama and daddy putting their hands on each other, male or female children are going to grow up either putting their hands on somebody or allowing somebody to put their hands on them. That shit's not cute. That shit's toxic and criminal. Okay, let's get to that part. Then if your children hear mama and daddy fighting and arguing and showing each other ridiculous disrespect, then they're going to see and think that it's okay that I could talk to you like this or that because y'all talk to each other like that. So why is it not okay for me to talk to you like that? Or they're going to think and but they're in a relationship that it's okay for somebody to come at them disrespectfully talking out the side of their neck, you know, not treating you the way that a husband and a wife should be treated. That is toxic. Or, you know, wanting to stay together just to try to show your children that, you know, they have a mom and dad in the house. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, some people grow up and it, you know, thinking and hearing that it's taboo, you know, that you have children and the father is not quote unquote in the life of the child. Well, guess what? That's because the father 
chose not to be in the life of the child after the breakup or the mother because there are some mamas out here that shouldn't even be considered mothers okay don't don't think that i don't know this there are some mamas that walk away from the children due to whatever reason they want to but again it's because they want to they made that choice not you as the mother and i'm gonna sit i'm gonna talk from the female perspective because why wouldn't i i'm a mother and i'm a single parent of not one but three children okay two of whom's fathers choose not to be involved in their life that's their fault that ain't got nothing to do with me because in no way shape or form can anybody ever go to any of these raggedy muffin people and say that asia kept you from your kids never you can never say that and if they say that i'm telling you right now they are lie from the pits of hell because i don't keep them from their children they choose not to be involved with their children because i don't want anything to do with them romantically okay um but you can't just stay in these relationships married dating confused with these kids you know if you want to be by yourself like if you're a single person you don't have children and you want to be confused be confused by yourself that's fine you know eventually you'll see the light and you'll make a, a final decision but when you have these kids teenagers adolescent infant toddlers even grown-up kids you can't stay in these situations i'm sorry that's what they make divorce court for that's what you know they make couples counseling and that's what they make dating sites for it's for you to get out of these relationships that you're in that you're not happy and that way you can move on and move forward with your life don't be confused because confusion is really just your mind's way of telling your heart that this ain't right. Like, I'm not going to invest and waste time in a relationship that is not doing anything for me. I'm not staying with somebody just for the sake of saying I stay with somebody. I'm not being in a relationship with somebody just for the sake of saying, oh, we got kids. Well, okay, y'all gonna have kids even when you break up? And half the time, some people had kids before y'all even got started. And y'all added another one to the mix. You know what I mean? So, okay, you got kids. And half the time, you're in relationships and you're carrying the load by yourself. So, what is that person really doing for you? Half the time, the sexual benefit, you over that anyway. You know, because it ain't what it used to be. So, it's really just a waste of space and another extra mouth to feed when it's all said and done. Why are we continuing to expose ourselves to anything but happiness and respect and positivity? Like all the negative energy that comes from being in a relationship where you're not happy, like that's ridiculous. And eventually it's going to weigh on you physically, whether it's excessive weight gain, excessive eating, lack of sleep, um, eating less because you're too stressed to even want to eat smoking um like it's it's a lot not really even being happening in your own space that you want to call home like being regretful that you're home like why are we in this it's 2021 it don't even have to take it shouldn't take long for you to see the flags at this particular juncture in life because majority of us myself 40 and over 
Okay. At, I would say, 30 and over, we should start seeing the flags for what they are and not looking over them. You know, not seeing, oh, I just want to see the good and let's just say James. No, because James is not going to change. He's not. And if he does change, nine times out of ten, it ain't for the better. It's not a beneficial change for anybody. Um, so let's let, let's stop and really take a long, deep look at the relationships that we're in. It doesn't even have to be um, married couples. It can even be friendships or situationships that really shouldn't even have been any type of ship to begin with. You know, get off the boat. That's what life jackets are for. That's what the little individual lifeboat is for. You ever see a life raft? It's not made to carry multiple people. Life rafts and safety jackets are for one person only. Grab the life jacket. Save yourself. And if you have children, put their jackets on, toss them overboard, and then you hop out with them and y'all just float somewhere else. Because these unhealthy relationships need to end in 2021. Like... I I just can't. And maybe the fact that I've been single for so long, seven years, um, eight almost, I just don't have the tolerance or the patience to put up with the bullshit, you know? And, And I think it's because I've put up with the bullshit for so long while I was in different relationships and I've seen the outcome, you know, losing friends, or friends distancing themselves from me because I was in a dumbass situation. And, you know, I know it's hard when you're in the situation to see exactly what the hell is going on because you're so blinded by, I don't know what, um, you know, it's causing people to be blinded. I just know for me, I can't even tell you. You know what I mean? Like it was a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of situation with the last relationship where... You know, people will introduce themselves to you with their impersonator, (laughs) Um, you know, but they eventually will turn into the person that they really are. You know, they can't hold that facade or that mask, but for so long before ending up showing you their true colors. And once those colors are shown to you, for whatever reason, you're kind of like damn like where did this come from uh, he he been there or she's been there this whole time it's just that mask is, co- is coming off you know i used to watch judge mathis all the time because i'm a tv junkie reality tv in particular i don't know i just i don't know it's something about seeing other people suffer with foolishness so i know that i'm not alone but anyway so i used to watch judge mathis and he used to say that people will definitely start to show their true colors within two years of you being with them. You know, once that second year comes in, if you're like in a relationship, pay attention. Because by year two, meh, two and a half, they start to show who they really are. You know, they're not so cute anymore. Some of their ways of doing things will start to irk you. Um, They become mean nasty and not nasty and like you know body 
wise. I'm talking about nasty, like attitude, their mouth. Sometimes they start to put their hands on you by that two year mark. Some people earlier than that, but overall it's about that two year itch. People start to show their true colors, but I don't know why it's women in particular. We ignore the signs of their true colors. Um, and I, maybe it's because of loneliness. Maybe it's because of low self-esteem. I don't know. But when you start to see those signs, you got to start pulling away and not just pull away and then y'all still talking to each other, not pulling away and you still sending y'all still texting or y'all still meeting up and, you know, starting to hear the, oh, I'm so sorry. And it'll never happen again. Whatever the happen again is, it, it will happen again, whatever it was to begin with. It will repeat itself. I don't care if it's the you know verbal disrespect. I don't care if it's physical disrespect. If it's financial disrespect, you know any type, it's going to happen again. If it happened once or twice, and you keep accepting it and allowing that door to open back up, it's going to continue to happen. We have to get out of these situationships, relationships. Shit, I'm sorry to tell you, marriages where it's not bringing you peace happiness there's no benefit to it and i'm not talking about financial benefit i'm not talking about medical benefit i'm talking about benefiting you and your being overall like if you have to look at somebody and wonder why are you chewing like that (laughs) if you look at somebody and it's like he's just not cute no more but yet i'm still here you know, like Jill Scott, digmatized, okay? Most little demons, and I'm going to call them de- little demons. Most of these little demons walking around here that are good for lying, manipulating, cheating, um, being disrespectful, you know, they know how to keep your attention in the bedroom, okay? But then, even once you start realizing that that's person, this little demon, doesn't need to be in your life anymore. Even the bedroom shenanigans will be just that. It'll just be shenanigans. And you won't even want that anymore. Um, like your body won't even allow you to participate. <laughs> For lack of, you know, trying to say PG here. Um, you know, like there, your body tells you stuff. Your friends see things way faster than you. Your parents see things way faster than you. If you're close with your siblings, your siblings will see things way faster than you. And most times they'll express what they're seeing and you ignore it because you don't want to see or hear what they are seeing and telling you. But we have to let that go. You got to start paying attention to that. You know, if you have conversations with your friends um, about your relationship, that's a tricky slope to maintain because the more you start to talk negative about that person, the more they're going to tell you that you shouldn't be with them. And you might not want to hear it, but they're going to tell you the truth. And from my experience, you know, it was said to me, I didn't really want to hear it. Or I started to like, um, apologize and take up for that little demon um so that caused you know some people to kind of distance themselves from me while I was still 
interacting with that demon. You know what I mean? So pay attention to that too. Um, and I'm not downing anybody for how they chose to behave when I was choosing to behave crazy um, because of that demon or with that demon. It was not because of that demon. You know, I'm my own person and I make my own decisions at the end of the night. But, you know, sometimes when you're paired off with somebody that is not supposed to be in your life, the little demon, um, you start to mimic. Well, some of their negativity starts to rub off on you and then you start to behave in ways that you typically wouldn't behave. I'm not saying that you wouldn't ever get there because if it's in there, if it's in you, it's in you, you know, but you're not the same person anymore. A lot of their behaviors will start to rub off on you. And then y'all unfortunately do become one when it comes to shenanigans. And if you find somebody that is your person that is supposed to be there, then their positivity starts to rub off on you. And then you start to change in a positive way, not necessarily a negative way. And that's the, the positivity that I'm talking about. That the positivity that your kids need to see. The positivity that your family will love to see you with. Like, we have to get out of these relationships and situationships. It's just, it, it hurts my heart <laughs> to see people, especially those that I know, in situations where um, they should not be in. I'm a firm believer in divorce <laughs> if you're not happy get out i'm a firm believer in being by yourself you know sometimes it's hard to be single but being single is a whole lot better than being stressed um you know divorce is hard if you have children fortunately for me i did not have any children when i was married i didn't have any children by my ex-husband we didn't have kids um, so it was easier to walk away because I don't have children, but it, I still was not going to stay where I wasn't happy. You know, I'll, I'll talk about that another time, like my relationship and the reason why I got married and all that another time. But to me, I'm, I wasn't happy. I honestly went into that situation with a different mind anyway. Um, but towards the end, wasn't happy at all. And so I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm just not. And I am not happy. And I'm not going to stay where I'm not happy. And I still continue that in other relationships. Like, you know, with my oldest son um, being in that relationship that was like almost four years. Um, you know, there's conversations that are had in the beginning of the relationship. Oh, you know, we, if we find out we have a baby, then, you know, we're going to, you know, move forward. We're going to live together. Then we're going to get married and da 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 You know, sometimes the baby come in situation, you know, a little to change that role. But, or that story. And so, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. You know, I had my son, you know, we, he was living with his mama. I was living with my parents. You know, it, it is what it is, but there was no forward progression in the relationship other than now we have a son. Okay, well, this is not what we talked about, and I'm not going to continue to go. This is knocking on, what, four years down? Uh-uh, I'm not doing this with you. Like, dude, there has to be some type of compromise, and, and you ain't doing it. And I'm not going to sit here just being, you know, together without there's some type of outlook on our future. And I'm not just going to continue dating you just because we have a son. And, you know, and there are other 
little things I was noticing, even as far as our son was concerned. And I was like, mm, I'm going to do it by myself. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay in this relationship because we have no future, basically. Other than raising a son together, that is it. You know, that relationship, done. I'm not, I can't. I just, I'm not going to continue to stay where I'm not happy, where I don't feel welcome. And then, you know, fast forward to my last relationship, the demon in particular. It was just stupid. It was just dumb on my part it was dumb and I think some people know when you're not happy so they know when to come in your life or you know sometimes you you say you want one thing but then what presents itself to you is is the total opposite of what you say that you want like I made a list okay (laughs) and I still have my little notebook I made a list of what I wanted him to have what I wanted him not to have like I didn't want anybody that had like any had been arrested nobody with no felonies if he had kids he needs to take care of his children you know lists like that that trust and believe I ain't the only female to do to write a list okay so had a list still got the notebook with the list in it of course the person that I was attracted to that demon didn't have me any of the qualifications on my list it was a total opposite Okay, he was the opposite, okay? But the way he presented himself was that he was a nice guy. He, um, you know, was the total opposite of what the hell he was. He, the, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde was his representative. But then gradually, I'm going to say like by the end of the first year, Dr. Jekyll couldn't stay hidden for too long you know it was like little things you know he would start cussing in the middle of an argument like, we, like you know communication was off um not to mention the fact he said pacific instead of specific and it used to irritate the hell out of me and i would correct him all the time like if you have bad grammar i don't say it out loud too much unless i really really know you but if i don't know you in my head i have corrected you like 15 times um <laughs> Sorry, I'm outside of my car recording this with squirrels looking at me and the fire truck's going down the street. So anyway, um, you know, just little stuff like that. But then, um, you know, the attitude, the cussing me out part. That's part I didn't understand. Like, we're having a what I think is like a, a simple conversation. But then the conversation would get to, um, you know, opposing ideas. And then it would be, you know, cussing, start the cussing and the motherfucker. And I well, wait a minute. We were just having a conversation. How you just flip to, you know, all of a sudden you cussing me out and you got the MS popping up. Like, it was little stuff. Then it got to be even more stuff. And then it got to be more stuff. And then it got to be a little more hostile, you know, overall. And it, it was, and I said it was stupid because it was just stupid that I was allowing myself to be involved in the shit. Basically, that's, that's the dumb part. That's the dumb part for me. It was just dumb as hell. Overall, the relationship got to be abusive physically financially because he was stealing from me um you know it got to be to the point where my attitude was changing I, you know talking to my sister and she was saying like I, we was gonna i was gonna talk to because you know she doesn't live here and I, I was gonna talk to you know the family about doing like an intervention with you and i'm like <laughs> You can't really do an intervention with somebody. Have you seen the show Intervention on A&E? 
you can't really do an intervention with people that don't want to have the intervention. Okay. So you can have a sit down conversation with people who are in relationships, but if they don't see the problem, you're wasting your time and your energy because they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to receive what you're saying in a positive way. They're going to kick and scream the whole entire time, you know, and I, that was me. So I, I know how it feels. I know what it's like, ladies and gentlemen, to be in relationships where you really shouldn't be. But due to low self-esteem, mental control, manipulation, deception, all of that, it's hard to leave. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying you just wake up and one day, well, sometimes you do just wake up one day and be like, I've had enough is enough. But it's not, you know, you skipping down the the hallway, packing up boxes. It's not that, (laughs) it ain't that simple. I get it. But don't continue to stay in these situations, especially when you already have doubts, especially when you feel that something's not right. Um, It's, you know, you just have to get out of there. Don't stay where you're not happy. Don't stay where you're not benefiting from being in that relationship. If you have the slightest inkling that this ain't working, then guess what? It's not working. And that's like little inkling is your brain and your heart finally coming together in agreement. Because trust and believe, your brain will tell you, you need to go. But that wonderful little muscle that we have, that heart, I'm telling you, will keep you in places where you don't have no business being in. I know firsthand, several relationships I can go on and on and on all day about. Because I finally see that it was not benefiting me. I finally woke up from whatever they hypnotized me into, you know, whatever I thought it was all the time ends up being, it it wasn't. So I'm just saying relationships 2021, let's do reevaluation. Let's stop staying stagnant. Let's do what we got to do to make it right for ourselves and our children. If we have them included in the situations, let's, let's wake up. And get it moving. Okay. Divorce ain't easy. I get that. But that's what they make court. That's what they also make counseling for. And if your counseling ain't going right. Then that's all the more reason why. You know. Divorce. Is probably the best option. Um, Divorce. Does not mean that you failed. Divorce does not mean. That. You. Lost. The race. Divorce in my opinion, just means that you did all that you could do. You tried all that you could try. You did the best that you could. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. And that's just what it is. Okay? I'm not saying that you have to hate each other. Because to me, that's just dumb to, you know, going around hating each other when you were just married and laying up in the bed together two weeks ago. But, you know, okay. It's, a, it's, just, it's just what it is. Divorce court, break up, leave each other alone, stay for the kids, it's dumb. Let's not do this. Let's move forward. <laughs>